Hello and welcome to CDO Magazine Interview Series. I'm Chris Tig with Field CTO with Stratascale. And today I have the pleasure of talking with Amanda Eastman, former Director of Data Strategy and Transformation at General Motors. Good morning, Amanda. Hey, Chris. How you doing? It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're doing great. Uh, we have some really good uh, topics to talk about today. So um, if you don't mind, I would love to, you know, jump right into those because I'm interested to hear what your, you know, what your responses will be to some of these questions that we've uh, we've come up with. Absolutely. Let's do it. Okay, great. So first topic category is around change management, specifically organizational change management and data literacy. So there's some there's some pretty big trends in the market, things that things that are changing pretty rapidly when it comes to information technology or or business as a whole. So I think one of the things that we're seeing is, is the heavy change initiatives that cause stress on organizations. And in your you know, previous roles and, and your current roles, how do you combat this type of challenge? Sure. So I think first and foremost, stress is inevitable, right? We're all humans. We're implementing these large change initiatives tend to be very technical for most of the most of the work that we're all working on. And stress is definitely inevitable as we're trying to move through these projects. And especially as we all know now, a lot of times we're dealing with technology or results that are first-time ventures for most of our co our companies, and that that in and of itself can can generate some stress. So, what I like to focus on to try to mitigate is first and foremost very clear targets and sort of your what and why you're going through the change in general. What's the outcome that you're trying to get? A simple example that I I just love from sort of history is when President Kennedy back in the 60s was visiting NASA. You've probably heard this story where he was, you know, walking through doing a tour, sees a janitor carrying a broom, stops and introduces himself and says, you know, hello, you know, I'm President Kennedy. What are you doing? And he said, well, I'm helping to put a man on the moon. Right. And it's the ultimate example of where everybody understood that bigger purpose and mission and the more that you can simplify and create that clarity, especially for the larger change initiatives, it gives so much power to the team. It allows them to be flexible, but also start to work to the ultimate goal, um, really be adaptable. I have an example from General Motors when I was leading a data work stream for a finance system transformation that we did. So really large global initiative you know, thousands of employees, many systems, multiple tech stacks, et cetera. So really, really big program. But what we did is we had a very clear set of what we call big bets. So handful of no questions asked, this is what we're going for. These are the big bets for GM. One of them was a very clear target on how much time we were trying to reduce as far as closing the books every month. So what I did when we were working on governance, of course, at the time that that was still a new, I know for a lot of companies, that's still sometimes a tricky topic to get you know, some traction on. So what was happening is because we weren't getting traction with governance, we were going to start implementing manual reconciliation down the line for these applications. Because if we couldn't get upstream and we couldn't get the data to tie and flow through the processes, there was no choice, but you were going to have to manually reconcile at the end. So making that connection with the leadership team on the program and saying, you know, I was asking for investment and support on governance, both tools and even stewardship engagement. And making the connection to say, if we don't support this, we're going to risk this big bet at the end, actually turned on a lot of light bulbs for the teams and we got full support for it. So making that connection on the clear why was, was really important. The second thing I would say is consistently measuring results. So 
Metrics are so important when you're implementing a change because not only is it going to give you a data point if you're making progress to say, here's what we're doing, it's also going to help inform if you need to make a pivot while you're moving through a project. And we all know, especially for large change initiatives, pivots tend to be inevitable. So (laughs) what I say with metrics, I, I say they can be your mirror. So good, bad, or ugly, it's going to show you how you're doing. And then it takes the personalization out of it a bit, right? It's, hey, it's, they're data-driven decisions. This is just what the data is showing us. A lot of what we do as data professionals, if we're trying to do something for test and learn or whatnot, it's, you're naturally embedding that, hey, we're going we're gonna to miss some things, but it's going to inform a pivot. And so, so metrics are really key. And I think that my other piece of advice here is sometimes it's just as important to, um, you know, communicate what you're not doing as it is what you are doing. Because that kind of leads me to my my third piece, which is communication. You have to communicate to all of your stakeholders, whoever really cares about what you're what you're doing. You definitely want to make sure your communication's there. And if you let's just say we've all had the scenario where. You know, you have some tech software and you could buy 10 things. And if we if we do all 10 things, then, you know, you're going to solve world hunger and all your data problems for the company. <laughs> but we never get that investment, right? We never get that commitment. We never get everything we want. But we're only going to invest in three. So when that happens, it's important to remind everybody, we only invested in three. And we're doing three things, not 10. And yes, it's still going to take a year or two. And it feels like 10, but it's only three. So that communication, kind of blending communication and metrics, you know, they're really important. Um, And I guess just some quick advice on frequency. I would say on the metric side, quarterly seems to work really well for our leadership, senior leadership teams. If there's a standing council meeting or agenda, we like to just get in there where they're already dedicating time to finding updates and having that commitment for our major initiatives. And then on the project teams, we want to embed the metrics naturally into what they're doing. Um, I've also seen what I would call death by status report, where you're just measuring and it's like everybody dreads that weekly, you know, content that you have to put together. So it's important to be careful of that too. You want to balance because uh, we know when when they're spending time on status reports, they're not spending time on work and your projects become more expensive. So so it's all a balance. But in summary, I would say clear targets, metrics and communication will really help with managing stress. Yeah, and that's really yeah. great leads into a lot of my, uh, you know, my additional questions over here. So you touched on all of those. And that status report was one that really stuck out to me, right? Because as, when you're looking at these projects or, or even programs that have multiple projects in them, all of the status reports do become that dread in that area in which it becomes noise. So I like the fact that you broke it down into a quarterly to where it becomes more value to see exactly where we are in status and what things are what things are. So you, you do find that that status report is like one of the best forms of communication. And at that level of cadence has been like the perfect level for you. That's, yeah, that's really I, I think too, just so, so again, different levels require different frequencies. So senior level quarterly works great. Mm-hmm. We also get to weekly level status, but when you get the more frequent you are, I would say challenge yourself and your teams to simplify the more frequent, the simpler it needs to be. And you can always link out to more information and content. But if it's coming out frequently, more is going to kill you. <laughs> yeah, and I really love the fact that, and I have heard the Kennedy story as well. And I, and I, I carry that into the way that I, I did things when I was a former CTO. And it's, it's really around that 
that ownership that you're giving at, at the very micro level. And I think that, you know, to your point, that builds that, that, um, that camaraderie or that sense of pride in the actual things that are being changed or, or being done. So that is very great, great analogy. I, I really love that. Yeah. And b- before we move on, just another quick point. So, I mean, keep in mind as leaders, we're making trade-offs constantly, right? And we're seeing a lot of things that the working teams may not see. And so that's where the communication really becomes important because you need to reinforce what's happening and why you may have made those trade-offs. Like I said, sometimes you're evolving throughout these large initiatives. And so it's really important as you're making those trade-offs, everybody may not understand why or or what's happening, but you have to keep everybody on the same page so that, you know, hey, we're all putting someone on the moon here. (laughs) Yeah. And I love that because that has always been the biggest challenge, right? That you do get the communication up, but you don't get the communication down and sideways. Um, So people do feel like they're left out of the of the loop or the transparency. So it just becomes more of a, a circle for them spinning and they don't understand where things are going because to your point, it does evolve rapidly. Um, right. So yeah, that was, that was really good. I do, you know, I appreciate that. Well, man, it's been, it's been really great talking with you today. If I can ever be of any other assistance or, or any other, you know, able to answer any other questions or talk, bounce things off of each other, I would definitely love to. Um, but if, if you're okay, we'll wrap it up for today. And, and again, I thank you for joining today and, And for those listening, uh, please visit cdomagazine.tech for additional interviews. Thanks, Chris.